This is Artist Stories, featuring the stories of artists and arts organizations in our region. Artist Stories is a project of the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, which is partially funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County. I'm Janice Sanchez, and today my colleague Woods Fairchild, Public Art Project Manager for the Arts Foundation, has a conversation with Jessica Gonzalez, muralist, painter, and designer. Jessica, thank you for joining us today on Artist Stories. It's been such a joy getting to start working with you on the newest public art uh, commission. Jessica, today on this podcast, we are making our first public announcement that you and Rock Martinez have been selected for the Verito Wash uh, Flood Control Mural Project. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, So for listeners who may not already know, this opportunity, mural opportunity, is located on the northeast of Tucson along the Rito River and Chuck Huckleberry bike loop um, on the north-facing wall of the wash uh, just south of the Canalita Mountains. This is a major mural project that actually spans 4,000 square feet. Um, Jessica, how, how did it feel to be selected uh, to collaboratively paint such an expansive mural? It's very exciting, first of all. Um, the, the main word that comes to mind is surreal. It's still completely surreal to be, to have applied for a project of this size of this magnitude and to go through the whole process and yeah to be selected is just incredible I I I mean it's it's something that I I I find I'm in a really interesting place where um I have accepted the fact that I've put in the hard work and done a lot um you know to get to this kind of place to be getting um amazing opportunities like this but you know, as much as I can accept it and believe it, it still is always going to be Mm. totally surreal because it's just this Mm. new big experience. Incredible. And as an artist uh, who's collaborated much before in the past as a muralist, um, what what does collaboration mean to you? A collaboration to me is the opportunity to, to be creative using the power of multiple minds yeah, it really allows me to break outside of my own box and and go beyond the things that I usually go to for inspiration and get to kind of like absorb all these experiences and techniques um, from the people that I'm collaborating with. So it, it's really a growing experience in so many ways. Yeah, that's I'm really looking forward to that aspect of this particular project because I've known Rock for so many years and know his work. And yeah, I think we just really have a lot to learn from each other. Amazing. And this is, I understand this is your first time collaborating with Rock uh, professionally on a project. Is that correct? It is. Yes. And we have known each other for many years and we've gotten to do some creative things side by side, but this is definitely our first full-blown collaborative effort together. Amazing. It's it's such an an exciting moment for both of you. I would love to ask a favorite artist stories question, and that is, share with us, what is your artistic root? And you can interpret this however you'd like. 
It definitely comes from both sides of my family. My dad's side, they're they're musical. Um, my my father and my grandfather in particular are musicians or have been musicians at some point. And my mom is a graphic artist and a pastel artist. And my grandmother on my mom's side also was an artist. So there's there was creative energy kind of flowing when I was growing up. But, you know, the older I get, the more I realize that a lot of my influences as an artist have come from what I saw my mom do as a kid because she comes from the era of graphic design where everything was done by hand. I mean, mm-hmm. no no computers whatsoever. So yeah. her portfolio from school is just all these big, you know, it was all these hand-drawn designs, uh, not to mention them. She's just studied commercial art. So she did other kinds of sort of like, some were sort of fashion-centered pencil illustrations and stuff like that so I loved flipping through her portfolio as a kid it wasn't until way later in my art career that I realized that that kind of graphic commercial influence has made its way into what I do as an artist so um yeah getting to have the influence of my mom growing up is is a big part of how I've developed as an artist Amazing. And can you describe for us or, or um, give an example or paint a picture for us of, of what that has looked like? You're talking about how your your mother and her work, you've, you've come to notice in your artist career that it has influenced your work. Can you describe for us what that has looked like? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I definitely, in my work, I'm really drawn to very graphic elements. You know, I did I did a lot of art for advertisements for Tucson Thrift Shop where I worked for 15 years. And oh, so I think, think that that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of where I got like started to really be even more interested in this kind of commercial graphic style. And then mm-hmm. as I was developing that more and realizing how interested I was in that it started to kind of make its way into my fine art and onto canvases Mm -hmm. and then eventually into murals and yeah so there's a lot of focus on pattern and and color usage of color and stuff like that that I just feel like is really derivative Mm -hmm. of those you know graphic principles so cool who were some of your main influencers would you say uh, personally or artistically you've talked about your mom and your family both sounds like a family of artists <laughs> that you've come yeah. from who who are some other um or to elaborate um some of your influencers um uh, yeah definitely family members um but or influences I, I should say today yeah yeah (laughs) some of your greatest influences (laughs) so not instagram we're talking about (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. um yeah i've always been really influenced i would say by um people who kind of just give their entire beings to whatever their passion is um 
you know, the first person that comes to mind is Yayoi Kusama, who's an artist that I've always really loved. And um, I mean, like her entire everything I think is wrapped up in kind of what she's doing. It, like it, it's just an extension of her. And I've that is something that I just admire so much. Sometimes it's hard for me to pinpoint who my influences are because I feel like it's just constantly evolving, especially in the world we live in now where we have such easy access to so much, you know, so many creatives out there. And, you know, I'm just always searching and looking and being inspired. But, you know, like as a young artist, I was definitely inspired by, I think, MC Escher is probably the like artist that I can say dates back the farthest. Like I was drawing, trying to do my versions of his drawings when I was a kid. Um, but I also loved Kandinsky, Klimt, Ralph Steadman. Uh, you know, a lot of I feel like a lot of artists that kind of tend to have a focus on pattern and bold color and a lot of the themes that I um I see in my own work and also this might be I know that this is kind of a controversial topic but Michael Jackson 100% was a big influence for me as a kid and actually I still think about you know there was there was something that I it must have been an interview that I read or something about him but it was that he never was happy with any of his work and I, I read that and I was like, first of all, it really <laughs> resonated because I know what that feels like, you know, like I wow. totally get it. But then I'm also like, but it's Michael Jackson. Like, look at the work. It's incredible, you know? So it kind of helps keep me grounded. I feel like to always remember that like Michael Jackson hated his work, but look what he did in times when I'm feeling like I hate everything I do. It's sort of like, wow. well, maybe step outside of that for a second. So Sure. And how about how about your family? Yeah, what what have the, what have your family's responses been to your work throughout your career? Um, well, my parents always knew that I was going to be pursuing art, so they were always very supportive growing up. Mm-hmm. And although I will say that there was definitely plenty of times where they were <laughs> convincing me to study other things to support myself Mm. and you know so I kind of grew up feeling like I had to maybe study business or you know something else that would make the money and and do art on the side (laughs) so um it's been kind of fun I think for all of us to see how how much of a career you can make out of being an artist and so it's something that's been um, I've gotten to kind of, it's, I don't want to say prove, you know, cause I wasn't out to like prove anyone wrong. I just feel like we all are, are getting to experience it and see, you know, how possible it is together. Um, and they're, and again, they're always very supportive. It's, it's incredible to, to hear you say that and that you are, um, a, a a live example of that of for maybe other artists listening um and so many artists out there who 
might be asking themselves that quite that same question or battling with that or whose families might be um you know kind of poking them to say you know how are, how are you going to make a career out of this what what is that actually going to look like um mm-hmm. what is there anything you would say to those people who are struggling with that question to make that a reality yeah um I guess I would just say that I'm trying to think of something to say that's not super cliche right now. (laughs) (laughs) Where there's a will, there's a way. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that the truth of the matter is, is, is the passion for whatever we do is most important. That's what's going to keep us engaged in what we're doing and that's going to keep it coming from a genuine place is really making sure that that you know creative people stay as connected to their practice as they can and by that I mean don't let every word that comes from other people or from even art teachers or professors um, you know, it's good to learn from things, but don't, you know, always, always follow what your heart is telling you. That's kind of what I feel like I've learned because there will always be people saying that you should be doing something a different way or a better way. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what that does is it helps you to create other people's work. So as long as it's coming from a really genuine place and you ha- then you have something um, really unique to share with the world, I think that that is really the the best way to um, you know keep keep your your creativity flowing and and growing. So, what were some of your launching points um, as you moved into public art? Well, there were. Um, kind of a few that stand out. The first one would be that not long after I graduated from college, or maybe it was right around the same year that I graduated, which would have been 2012, I was asked by my friends from the band Jive and Scientists to paint live for their album release party at a place called Vaudeville. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so I said, sure. And it just basically meant I brought my easel and a bunch of paints and like stood on the stage while they performed and painted something. <laughs> um, oh, live. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah live. And I, I feel like I went into Terrifying. it without any plan. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a performer at all. Um, but um but it was kind of fun because I just, you know, I, at, at that point I knew that that portrait work was the thing that I could do um, quick enough to produce something that people would recognize and be interested in after like, you know, three or four hours. So, so that's what I did. And after that, I was asked by other people for different venues, music related usually to paint live. So that was kind of like the very start of public art. Such a unique story, I feel like, of of these launching pad moments that you had that were even more interdisciplinary 
in that you're doing five things at once there. That was not only public <laughs> art, but that was also music and live performance and uh, people watching you while you paint. I can't imagine something more terrifying. Um, <laughs> but it got so me, cool it got, to hear. Yeah, it's actually really fun. I mean, most of the music events that I painted live for tended to be like music that I really loved is usually hip-hop or something along those lines Mm. local you know like local artists and um it's a totally different experience to be like feeding off of the energy of the musicians the live music the audience Mm. and they're Mm -hmm. feeling the like the energy of the music and like the whole experience um is actually really it's really cool and it's really fun uh I always enjoyed that a lot in fact, I, I had the thought that like, you know, when COVID is like fully over, if it ever truly is, <laughs> but over yeah. enough that we're like back out and everything, I'm like, I might consider painting live at a yeah. music event again. It's been a long time, but it it's so fun. And that would be like the best reason to do it. Like, yeah, we're out again. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that it would be different every time. Right. I would love to ask you more in this direction about your process. Um, So can you paint a picture for us of um, share with us how you, how you develop concepts, how you develop ideas for your projects? So in other words, how and when do the ideas come? Well, (laughs) that's, um, there's a lot of answers to that question. Uh, well, first of all, a lot of it starts with what the project is, um, what the client is looking for, and how specific they are about what they're looking for. So that's definitely the starting point because some people have very clear ideas of what they want and some people give me complete artistic freedom and then there's space in between, of course. But I sometimes coming up with a concept is as easy as I have a dream about it and it seems to be the perfect fit for whatever I'm trying to do and then I draw it up and there it is and sometimes it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of research and research and research and looking up inspiration and looking Mm -hmm. up facts about facts or history or details about something relating to the project it's looking at um you know things other people have created and getting inspiration reading things I mean it's like sometimes I'm like listening to podcasts about something that's related you know and it it's um and I've had projects that it's where the design process is absolutely the hardest part in fact I would say that I think mural work is physically demanding. I think that the process of coming up with um, a concept that's different and interesting every time might just be the most challenging as an artist, for sure. Because I always want to make sure that I'm bringing something new to the table, a little something, even if it's small. Um, So... It's hard. <laughs> it's tricky sometimes. Yeah. 
Do you do you keep a little notepad next to your bed for for when you have those dreams in the middle of the night, three a.m.? I do actually. Yeah, I totally do. Yeah, because I've had a lot. I let's talk a sketchbook slash notebook because sometimes it's just an image that pops into my head and I try to draw it. I've actually had images come to me. It's always in my waking moments, you know, between like being asleep and waking up like those split, split second. That's when images pop into my mind. And I've tried to redraw them and sometimes I can't. And it's so frustrating. I'm like, I just saw it. It was so cool. <laughs> and then I can't recreate it. And I try and try and try and I can't do it. <laughs> but that's so so real just in China for for all of us just I know that moment when you wake up and I've tried to keep a dream log more and it's it's like it just yeah. slips through your fingers millisecond by millisecond and the more you wake up you're like I have it I have it you're reaching for the notebook and as soon as you have the pen in your hand you're like I don't yep. remember a second of it <laughs> it just it instantly I know, it's you so it's weird. wild that's so wild that you've even identified like the the point in your sleep cycle where the images come to you I feel like you have to share that with some uh like REM yeah. sleep, sleep psychologist <laughs> right. and see what they that'd say. be interesting <laughs> to hear what they say yeah that sometimes it's even just when I fall asleep for a second and then wake up you know like not even like from a full night's sleep just like a split second nodding off and waking up again and then I'll see things totally (laughs) wild wild do you have a favorite mural that you've done or like a memorable moment from a mural process um well since we were just talking about dreams um the my mural the mural that I painted for the loft cinema um that one came to me in a dream (laughs) um so that uh yeah since we were just talking about that that seems like a good transition but um it is one of my favorite murals it's kind of hard to pick a favorite mural Mm -hmm. because it really depends on like like that answer changes at different points in my life but that one in particular I just the idea I would I was like really really trying because that that image was created originally for the Loft Film Festival uh for 2019 and I was really trying so hard to create something that felt different than a lot of the traditional film festival posters that I had seen and I had some interesting ideas but nothing was really sticking and um and then I I sort of saw that image in again one of those waking moments and it just clicked just like that and then I painted it and now it's one of my personal favorites but it's also one that the public seems to be really drawn to as well and it kind of allowed me to take some of my more like fine art painting techniques stuff that I would do on canvas more so because I did create that original image on canvas it let me take those techniques to this larger scale so that was really a fun challenge trying to figure out how to make those brush strokes look the same on such a big scale as they do on the small one so cool 
I can definitely attest to it being a fan favorite as my housemates and I, I remember we ripped it out of the newspaper <laughs> or out of the magazine, the the image of your mural from when they were promoting the Locked oh, Film Festival. Awesome. It was, uh, it's been hung up in our house for, for oh, nice. How do you describe what that image is of? So she is meant to look like a person who is experiencing film and going through like really good film, you know, and like really fully taking on the emotions that are going on in all of the scenes or all the different genres of film. So I was trying to really um, get that across. I was trying to like, have her hand position sort of emote all these different experiences that she's going through. So she is the audience member. That's, that's what she represents. And I saw you used it on your Instagram just recently in, in the new meaning that that piece yeah. has had for you <laughs> as, as you were feeling that, that tantalizing awe and excitement of, Ooh, I can't wait to yep, announce something. Exactly. <laughs> one of, of exciting things yep, upcoming. One of them, of course, being this Dorito project. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm sitting on a couple things yes. that I'm really excited to get to let this one loose, but there's others too. So it's, yeah, that's exactly what I, when I look at her, I'm like, that's me, like, just, like, biting my nails, trying <laughs> not to speak about all the things. <laughs> Amazing. And for what you can share in, in this moment, I'm, I'm going to ask you more soon what, what you're working on now and what's upcoming, but we'll put a pin in that okay. for a moment. To talk more about your, um, your process. Uh, so you've talked about how you uh, you are a public artist. You also have your your work as a personal uh, your personal work as as an artist uh, on on canvas and smaller mm-hmm. pieces. How do you how do you approach your public art opportunities compared to your personal art uh, endeavors or opportunities? Um, how do these how have these approaches evolved and continue to evolve in how you approach your design process for your for those two types of work that you do in public art and your personal work? Um, well, you know, the public art is definitely, there's a, there's a heavy um, focus on what I am contributing to the space that the mural is in and the people who will be viewing the mural. And it's always my intention to bring something to the community that that is uplifting in some way or that brings positivity to its viewers. My personal work tends to go a little bit more inward and the kind well it's definitely not the kind of stuff that I'm comfortable putting on a wall. <laughs> that's for sure. Um because a lot mm-hmm. of it is 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 very personal and talks about you know stuff I'm going through or stuff I've been through and you know, it's moody and it can be kind of angsty, <laughs> um, you know. And so I, I, I mean, and I really, really admire artists whose personal work and public work comes from the same place. I, that's just, that's, that's so cool. I, I, I think that my 
you know, controversy is not necessarily something I gravitate towards. So definitely avoiding that or avoiding vulnerability, I think, is an even bigger part, um, is something that really separates my public work from my personal work because, you know, people ask a lot more questions about public work than than personal. But I, I don't I guess I don't really mind that too much because the environment is so different to you know the space that I'm creating in. So working alone in my studio lends itself to creating work that is more personal. Yeah. Well and because there already is there already is so much vulnerability uh in being a public artist, would you say, in in the work that you have presented and are presenting, you describe a little bit of like very rightfully so, and I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. having uh, boundaries of you know where's where's your limit of what you can offer in your labor, your emotional labor of mm-hmm. as I think about all of the uh, collaboration and community involvement that goes into um, public pieces. You you put so much vulnerability into your pieces and just inherently in going through the public art process. And I mean, people love your pieces for, for a reason. They really evoke something um, in people. Yeah, that's definitely the goal um, for those pieces. And, you know, I, I, I like for the public to be able to interact with whatever I'm creating, whether it's personal, whether it's public in some way. And it definitely doesn't have to be specific. I mean, I love that everybody kind of can interpret it the way that they choose Mm -hmm. to. Has your approach, uh, has what you're describing, the way that you approach this, has it changed? Do you, are you uh, looking towards a direction of, of this evolving yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, you know, I, well, first of all, in my personal work, I, I have a lot of ideas for new directions I would like to take. You know, at, at this point in my career, I am definitely occupied with um, mural work. So I don't have a lot of time to create personal work, but that's a really big goal of mine for next year um mm-hmm. you know for the upcoming year to to put some focus back into this my studio and the stuff I create there and amazing yeah I have I definitely I you know I, there's ideas that I have that I have been nervous to create for a while because I think especially after being you know, in the public eye for enough time there. And maybe I'm putting this pressure on myself. I don't know, but I feel like there's a certain expectation to create work that is recognizably mine. And I'm maybe putting uh, a little bit of pressure on myself in that regard, because I kind of have all these like more abstract ideas that I'm really interested in developing um, that might not be recognizably mine and that's totally okay because that's how you grow as an artist but I 
It's like I have to convince myself that that's okay. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in sort of this transitional period where I've been doing so much mural work and, and commission work. And now I'm really ready to kind of just like take a couple weeks off and figure out where I am as an artist and what it is that I really want to convey and what it is that I want to say and, and create those works in a smaller, on a smaller scale for myself, um, on canvas, whatever. And then ultimately I would really love if some of those ideas carried over into mural work. You know, I'm hoping that in the future I might have some opportunities to go completely like just do something that is 100% what I want to do on a wall somewhere with no boundaries and see what comes out of that. You know, when I'm not worried about who I need to please (laughs) as a people pleaser, (laughs) I would like to break (laughs) away from that and see what, what comes of that. So um, like as a kid, I was really, yeah, I struggled socially. And so I used art to kind of like facilitate some sort of relationships with my peers. So I, I, I leaned towards things that were recognizable and easy to digest for a broader audience. Meaning I drew a lot of celebrities and I drew a lot of cool cars and I drew a lot of cartoon (laughs) characters. You know what I mean? So like, (laughs) Some of that is hey, still you want with to be my me. friend. Look at my drawing. Yeah, look at that. What do you think? And so <laughs> that some of that still lives in me. You know what I mean? So like I'm like I don't. Not everything has to be beautiful and like whatever. Like I can do those things, but I can do other things too, and that's totally fine. So that's a that's like the real root I think of, of where I struggle with allowing myself sure. the freedom to do these things. Do you know what that space and that opportunity would look like? So I kind of, it's sort of like free walls, like a free wall sort of experience. You know, that's sort of what I see. I mean, and free walls tend to be temporary, right? Because they're a space for artists to go and kind of just create whatever. And it's evolving always. But I guess that would be the kind of opportunity I, I would see or just anyone who had a wall who said hey I don't I don't care what goes on this just have at it um (laughs) (laughs) I mean and that's that seems hard to find but maybe not you know I think it's just a matter of putting the feelers out there and and you know maybe someone will bite eventually what does it what does it mean to you uh you're your pieces are so well known and uh, adorned in in Southern Arizona and broader. Uh, what does it mean to you uh, as an artist to take part in um, creating cultural iconography? That is something that is, I feel, well, first of all, I think it's really important to give voices to all different kinds of people as much as possible publicly um as much visibility as is possible um and diversity that's all stuff that uh, is really important to me I have learned a lot about my own place within 
the culture of, um, you know, where I'm from and just by being an artist, it has, um, it has actually taught me a lot about myself because I, you know, my story as a Latina is a little bit different, I would say, in terms of um, how immersed I was in my culture growing up because, you know, my father is the oldest of his family and he joined the military, met my mother, and then I was born and we moved to Germany and I lived there until I was 12. I was actually around a lot of different cultures as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so were my parents. So the, the focus on my culture and our heritage was a little bit, it was, there was, there was a lot of other stuff going on, you know? So there was, it was, we were, they were, we were less focused on that and I wasn't around my family much because we were in Germany. Mm-hmm. And then when I came here, it became very clear to me that I kind of, it was like, I was kind of like in a position to sort of figure out who I was um, after growing up, kind of not being focused on that at all. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I am always trying to approach that topic from a place that feels genuine. You know, I can't, um, I don't want to pretend to be what I'm, something I'm not, but I'm also really proud of my heritage. It has given me these opportunities to kind of connect to my family in different ways and um, learn how to speak about different cultures from a position that feels kind of like involved in the culture, but also from a viewer standpoint, I'm constantly recalculating what feels right, what feels like the right amount of focus um, culturally, you know, what feels genuine coming from me and who I am and, um, you know, really showing that is something to be proud of. And I I appreciate you you speaking to the the challenging questions. Um definitely I I think um just in in putting up a, a small mirror in in what I what I hear um is that it's it's like a it's like a dance. It's, it's like a conversation, um, that of between you and the practice of, of art that, um, the practice I hear from you that the practice of, of making pieces also helps you, um, in finding who you are in addition to, uh, you putting yourself into the art that it it it's um the the energy flows in both directions and that it's feeding in both directions and that it's learning in both directions right yeah and it, it is definitely a learning it's a it's a constantly it's a constant learning for sure and yeah i mean it's honestly a topic i haven't really discussed a lot 
So um, finding ways to articulate how, um, you know, what it means to me or, or, you know, what the experience is like is, is still kind of a challenge, but, um, but yeah, it's really important. And I think it's important to talk about because I'm sure that there are other people who have similar experiences, you know, it's always, I think, aside from always doing something new, um, you know, that, that being an important thing for all my work coming from a place that's genuine is also extremely important to me too. I never want to come across as trying to be anything that I'm not. And, um, that is something that, you know, especially, um, nowadays, I think that it's, um, it's something that's, that everybody is, we're, we're all a little bit more attuned to, you know, um, and making sure that we respect each other's cultures and other people and, and to, you know, give everybody a platform and a chance to, to have a voice and to speak, um, without stepping on anyone's toes. So it's something that I think everybody, um, is, is always learning how to navigate. For sure. Thank you. I want to wrap up in asking you, Jessica, about, uh, what you're currently working on and, and what's ahead on, on the horizon for you. Um, what's, what is moving you in this moment? Um, literally, artistically, emotionally, culturally, um, what is moving you in this moment as an artist? Um, well, I, I'm definitely, I have acquired a stronger appreciation for the the stories and the history that's embedded into objects, photographs, and you know family heirlooms and things like that. Um, family is definitely something that I have felt really um, connected to. You know, I think <clears throat> being separated from family for so long because none of my family lives here in Tucson. Everyone is all over the place, mm-hmm. but not here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so obviously not seeing everyone for over a year was really eye-opening when we did finally, when we were finally able to reconnect this year, it was just like sure. the, the weight of that was like, Oh my goodness. Like it's, it's so mm-hmm. important. And, and, and so all these little details about like, you know, just the little things, have become so much more important to me. And I realized that like, you know, it's it's like as an adult, you think that you, you need your family less, but it's really the opposite. You know, it's like, I I feel like the older I get more, I need them. So that's something that has been really, really um, influential for me. So cool. Um, and what is it that you are working on right now? What's on your, what's on your, uh, table right now on canvas, (laughs) uh, (laughs) or, uh, what, what's up next? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm, I'm really just constantly working towards, um, building my business, structuring my business, um, in a way that feels like the real deal, because I think for the longest time, I, maybe I, I didn't fully accept it for a long time that this is really 
what's happening and this is really what I'm doing. Um, and so <laughs> it's like now I, I get, I'm like in this position where I'm just like able to really take myself seriously um, as, as a professional artist. Um, so there's, there's so many things that go into that and I'm not naturally good at, at those things, at, you know, the business side of things. So this, I've kind of come to this place where I realize that reaching out to other people is so necessary. And, um, and so I'm kind of opening myself up to receiving help um, from other people whose skills are in those areas and they're amazing at those things and I'm not. And so how can I, you know, instead of holding so tightly to this thing that I'm trying to make work, like how can I kind of release some of that and, um, and continue to grow as a result. Um, so that's been a really big focus. And a lot of that is, you know, tied into this, the stuff I was talking about earlier in terms of focusing on studio work and personal work, it's like, if I can structure myself a little bit better, then I, it allows me more space to explore other things. It's, and it's all very scary because it's all new and, you know, I have to talk to accountants and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's, <laughs> but it's all like, yeah, it's, it's exciting too. And it's been, it's, it's been like, this really cool thing to see how I can actually like take something that, that I, I have known, I've known that it's like what I'm doing full time for a while now, but now it just, it's getting to the place where I get to like, actually, it, it just feels a little bit more legit. So, um, yeah, so that, I mean, it's, it's exciting and, um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where it takes me in the next couple of years. Thank you so much, uh, Jessica, for for joining us um, and taking the time. It really means so much. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I look forward to uh, continuing with the Rito project and working with you guys. And it's all very exciting. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Likewise, thanks so much, Jessica. This has been Artist Stories, featuring the stories of artists and arts organizations in our region. To listen to more podcasts, visit kxci.org. Artist Stories is a project of the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, which is partially funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County. Music for this podcast was created by Jonathan Rodriguez.